अब आप सुन रहे हैं बॉक्स आउट एफ एम हर वक्त हर जगह नए जमाने का Cool guys. Well, uh, welcome to Fresh Out the Box with uh, Box Out FM. My name is Ronak, and I'm speaking with Begum today, made up of Karthik, Dhruv, and Karan. What's up, guys? Hi. Hello. So, you're all in Karthik, and Karthik is in Delhi, but Dhruv and Karan, you're in Goa, right? Yeah. Yep. And you guys all recently relocated as part of your other band, PCRC. Yep. Not so recent anymore. Not so, not so recent. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it feels recent for some reason, but I guess time just passes really fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. It's been a year now, more than a year. Now. Yeah, damn. How does it? How is? How is it now? Like being there and working, you know, doing music pretty much full time, like living there. How is? How has the year been for you guys? How has it been for you, Dhruv? It's been okay. It's been okay, I guess, for all of us. Been all that has been happening and. Uh, 
between all the shows that have gotten cancelled. Yeah, all the shows that got cancelled just gave us more time to open new music, I guess. Right. Yeah. We have worked on a fair amount of music. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you've dropped you've dropped an album, so I'd say that's a pretty significant achievement. Oh no, that stuff didn't happen in Goa. Oh, okay. All that stuff happened in Delhi. Okay, okay. So it was was it all tracked at uh, your studio in Faridabad, Karthik? Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Well, I guess it's good that you've had an okay year because the album is asking the question: Are you okay? So, uh-huh. guess, are are you guys okay? Sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess before talking about the music, like why why is it uh, why is it titled that way? It's a, it's a good question. I think that's something that everybody is thinking about, especially after the last two years that we've all had. So is it kind of inspired by that or is it just a general question that I guess is always on your mind? I mean, I, mean, I think it was a general question at that time. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's not to like position ourselves to talk about mental health or something. It's just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. bhai. <laughs> that's the amount of depth we have in <laughs> that's the Indian version of that's in, that's Indian mental health awareness yeah when we release the Hindi version of this album uh, that's what we're gonna call it <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard from somebody that I, I, I don't know if uh, this is true or not but I think I heard from somebody once that Karthik likes to record while having Govinda movies on in the background is that true? yeah that's true. Is that just, is that always like you always like without fail, like it's like the vibe isn't set unless you have that on? No, that's like when in moments of desperation is when you, when I cracked open the Govinda and it's like, uh, you need it playing somewhere in your peripheral vision. And, uh, yeah, not only while like, uh, jamming dude, while recording also. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I kind of, I feel that, man. I feel like it's kind of underrated, you know, because like studios are often like very sterile environments, and like I feel like it's kind of nice to have some kind of visual stimulus when you're tracking and recording. Like I think Kanye also does that. Like he just projects, like he just projects like a, a Akira Kurosawa movie on a huge projector when he's just tracking everything. Oh. And I feel like that's that's kind of the move to just have a movie like playing in the back. I guess it sounds more classy though, but yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, Govinda's Govinda's that's just a Govinda's all class. Yeah. yeah. Who who did you hear from? I don't know. I think maybe I think I think maybe Rana told me this. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, guys. I mean, uh, yeah. I think the album uh, it sounds very. Uh, it has a very intimate sound, and it has you know there's a lot of attention paid to like sort of sound design and and like atmosphere. Uh, wherein like I think there are a lot of songs quote unquote which have like song structures and verses and choruses and all that but what's really nice is just like how you're carried from song to song with like all these interludes and instrumental passages and it just kind of feels like a sound collage in some way so um, I guess just kind of jumping right into it like how was the whole thing kind of written and produced uh was it done over a long period of time or was it like you guys kind of sat down were like these are the songs these are the ideas let's put them down i think there were like a few songs right 15 <laughs> songs or something yeah so we had bunch of ideas some of the ideas uh, karthik wrote uh, all by himself 
and uh, presented it to us and they were pretty much complete ideas you know songs like only if you care you mean well are you okay the, the first track so those songs were already done and ready you know so some of them we just retracked again and a uh, bunch of other songs like 10 years later leel we just jammed like uh, like our more natural process to finish songs so uh, yeah this album took its time took 2 years more than 2 years actually like a lot of people are saying it took 5 years to make this album but actually we were just busy recording bismillah putting that out and uh, busy working on our own individual uh, projects so begum kind of took a back seat so, uh, i would say 2 years of dedicated effort was put into the album and uh, yeah that's how it came about yeah so the thing is that like recording wise this the, the version of recording that you're hearing yes that that took 2 years but otherwise we ended up recording we recording continuously just ironing out details and finally like by the end of it, we kind of knew what yeah these were the songs and i think we had maybe one song left extra which is scheduled for our next ep but uh, yeah the writing process is like it's ridiculous over 6 7 years and sure <laughs> the recording is just too yeah
I mean, I guess that's how it goes just with ideas. Like they often just sit and marinate for like years, right? Like it's not like, like so many things just are pulled from the past and then you just decide suddenly one day you feel like a new bout of inspiration. So you want to like get back into it and write it and develop it more. But exactly. Yeah. It makes more sense a little later. Yeah. Mm. But you guys are like kind of, you're already, I mean, you mentioned like, oh, we have this one song that's for the next EP. So you're kind of already like thinking ahead to the next thing. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it, yeah, is that, yeah, so that's kind of how you kind of think about releases? Like, is it like, you know, all kind of for posterity and like, you know, you put it out and then onto the next thing? Or is it like, we really want this one thing to like really make an impact or kind of how do you see the whole release process? I know that's like a loaded question, but like, I think it's like writing songs, like constantly writing songs and, you know, at like, whatever like some sort of intervals picking the songs that you feel like would work together and putting those out and while we already have like other songs which we didn't put here you know which we even recorded like this song that Karthik's talking about which will be the next EP so we recorded it as part of this but then we thought it didn't fit so it's mostly just like writing continuous yeah yeah. continuous writing and then deciding what goes where just keep putting down ideas and fleshing them out yeah I see everything works in backward. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of songs, like, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, it's just going to keep going like that, I guess. And release-wise, I think we're just, we're trying to make whatever we release to have as much impact as possible. But, like, uh, I'm I'm pretty certain, for, like, as soon as, because even, like, when you release your album, you've heard that album, like, a gazillion times now, right? Right. And uh, you're kind of bored. Mm. <laughs> you're that's, fa- like, that's fatigue for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you get fatigued. You're like, hey, I want to do some new songs. Yeah, I think sometimes the release process alone is just so complicated and takes so much time that in like uh, somewhere along the way, I feel like the artist themselves starts to detach from the song, where you just you're not really that like invested in it as much as you were when you were just when it was just fresh in your mind. So. 
at that point it's like tk like now i just have to put this out like i just have to get this out there because uh, i just don't want to keep like listen to it on my laptop you know i just like oh this is great people are going to love it when it comes out yeah i mean it takes a burden off you but yeah other than that it's also like you, you know when you have to write briefs or you when you have to like think about the song and then try to put it in the words it's just like and you guys also mentioned that you know it was kind of like you have to this is something that we all are used to doing now in 2022 but like make time between other projects to make time for this one and obviously you know the three of you are playing in a band that is very busy and gigging all the time uh so i guess i was just wondering like what band is that <laughs> i don't know you tell me what band is talking that? about smooth runs the kid basically it's <laughs> yeah, one, one gig every 5 years yeah yeah no i mean i mean with pcrc and jumblu and uh, bola your own songwriting project as well like you know it's how do you kind of like how do you make time or organize your time just cuz that there's just so much stuff going on you know i personally i don't i literally just wake up sit in front of the monitors and i just start doing whatever the fuck i want to if karthik walks into the room and i'm working on my thing and then we just start working on something so it's just it's fluid i guess mm. yeah yeah And now that you guys are in the same space I guess that there, there is that fluidity that you can allow for it now like it can be a really like seamless process yeah as much as it can be uh, I I don't think we focus we focus we focus sometimes but this is most the creation happens by the time well, like I think the last time we actually focused on Begum was when we recorded this album because we gave it that time before the lockdown and like post that honestly we haven't all really uh, you know worked on yeah, but there were other things to take care of you yeah, know like yeah. music videos then the music videos and stuff not happening yeah. other things that you know go around the album release yeah so that also that's been time. going on for a year yeah yeah and this time we really made sure that we put in uh, you know all the effort and time and sort of have a better release plan and for that we got pagal hen on board and uh, they helped us out execute that on yeah. time and these guys also made like these four videos in less than a year i guess right yeah that was pretty ambitious
yeah so talk about the yeah talk about the music videos cuz i feel like uh, those are like really like a integral like component of this release and i feel like visually uh, you know they kind of set the tone and they set the atmosphere for these songs quite nicely and they're all quite distinct from each other also uh, like the animated video uh, versus like the video for Mina Lisa like they they they're quite different in their vision and treatment so what was like the process and you know just the just talk about the videos a bit yeah that's yeah kartik has music video video ideas for pretty much every song okay but it's just that every idea requires a budget of a million dollars or something Yeah. and this time he executed as he thought of ideas which were which could happen in reality in yeah grounded less than 10 dollars kartik is more grounded what do you mean it's more grounded <laughs> no no i'm just i'm just i'm saying kartik is more grounded in terms of his ideas and how real they can now it is yeah hmm. basically working inside a budget uh yeah yeah <laughs> that's challenge actually you know to come up with ideas and then come up with ideas that you how can execute you, yeah. you know Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, yeah, but that's that comes across though in that like they are there is like a simplicity to the music videos, but it doesn't take away from like the idea is strong enough that it's easy to execute on a low budget, and that's what I feel like all of us are trying to do yeah. with music videos. Nobody wants to spend a bunch of money on a video, yeah. so how can we do this with what we already have? You know? Yeah, that's a challenge, which is yeah, yeah nice, I think. Yeah, and Karthik, your brother works worked on the videos, right? Or worked on some of the videos? He worked on one of them. Uh, he made better person the the okay. music video, right? That's also like we kind of we didn't tell him to expressly make it. We just said, "Hey, send us an idea." Live production, and then he just sent us the fucking video. I was like, "Okay, it's great." He <laughs> wrote the track, wrote down a script, shared the script, and when we said, "Yeah, the script is amazing," by that time he'd already shot. Edited, done, and wow! And we're like, okay, that was quick, <laughs> and we loved it. Like, and we loved it. First, first cut, and we loved it. We were like, okay, this is the video for it. Yeah, and then he's been frustrated ever since because it took us like a year after that to release everything. He <laughs> was like, just release it, goddamn. No, no, that that's cool. Uh, and and I I guess like uh, I mean I I spent some time listening to like the older Begum releases as well and there's clearly like a sonic evolution that's happened as well I mean the first uh, f- the first record sounds I mean it's definitely more in that shoegaze space but it just also has a more off the cuff kind of uh, you know l- lo-fi recording approach that this album doesn't really have because this album has is very clear and very kind of pristine in its sound uh so what 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 led to that uh sort of creative decision to like move away from that move away from that raw kind of approach and uh, kind of hone in more on you know sound design and make every, making everything very crisp and bright and you know i think uh i was always happy with and i would still be happy with just like putting up a couple of mics and playing and leaving sound aesthetic and you know everything up to like translation and people can take it as they want but uh yeah i was tired of not getting my getting our point across i think as well as we could and i thought you know i, I think the first thing we thought was like okay, let's let's just get the sound quality up for sure 
you know did you thing. did you did you record those uh, initial songs that begum had put out like years ago by yourself karthik or was karan were you also playing on those he was playing um what we did at that time was basically we wouldn't spend more than like two days on the album we would basically just go set up we knew all the songs already we'd set up the mics and we would just play through the songs like twice and then you just had the album right and we didn't do much on production would take like two like post production would take like two three months just like trying to get the right because you're playing in like an untreated room you're just trying to make the hi hats not bleed over everything uh, you know like kind of thing it's just like damage control yeah <laughs> but uh, this time we didn't really night like like a acoustically treated space and it just made the world a world of difference you know actually karthik also invested in a studio his own studio so we really wanted to you know use it properly his space and uh, his skills and like years we have all spent these guys have spent learning the craft of recording and mixing and mastering you know so those things also improve over time you know definitely so i guess in this album everything pretty much came in together right space better equipment better miking more skilled uh, vision you know mm-hmm. record mix do you do you do you at all like miss the just the ease of or i guess the not ignorance but just like the lack of knowing all of this stuff though cuz sometimes i miss that you know just like yeah i don't know what the hell like treatment or what anything is i just put the mic record like you know no 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 it's because it's with less magic and it's more like in my hands now it's a, I I feel like a lot of the lo-fi people at least when I was like that there was a little bit of arrogance also at the same time it's like yeah this is real but it's not it's just stupid <laughs> <laughs> just just do it properly no fair so, enough yeah also during covid like uh, when you get isolated in in the studio uh miking positions that that became just such, such a fun thing to do yeah just to mess around check out distances and stuff I think so is that what is is that what you were kind of spending a lot of time on during lockdown like just kind of honing in on this craft of yeah. like recording post the fast first la- lockdown yeah and even before that we were doing it but like during the lockdown I think I found a bunch of cooler things mm. I could do with the mics and and as far as playing together live like uh, what is that looking like like is that something you guys are planning on doing oh yeah definitely <clears throat> a tour for the album for sure yeah trying to sort out a tour hopefully pagalano can get us i don't know or hopefully we can get some slots somewhere what about you do you heard the album ah uh, yes of course of, of course i heard the album i i was i listened to it like a bunch of times on repeat yesterday while i was reading uh yeah i was i think it's it's just one of those records that i feel like like you know how Uh, i mean this is not obviously like sonically that similar but like how dilla's like donuts like the last song goes back into the first song like yeah, it, yeah. it just it just it 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 like it it just cuts directly back into the first song so it's actually just an infinite donut like loop of music nice uh, uh i feel like you know this is sort of like that in the sense that it it feels like it just feels like an atmosphere and a headspace that you kind of don't want to get out of because it just kind of draws you in and i think the first two songs like do a really good job of doing that cuz the first track uh uh which is i uh, is i've i feel 
that's that's the title track right are you okay the first track on the album yeah, yeah like like that does like a a good job of like setting the palette of the album and then you mean well just kind of like it just kind of like explodes and like you're just like whoa like what's going on and like it it has these you know interesting like dynamics uh, of you know being being very big and very uh, spacious and then it goes and then it just kind of pulls everything back and becomes very dry and you know in the room uh and i know uh karthik for you like sound design is like a big thing because obviously i've seen i've heard your stuff through jumblu and everything so uh like w- th- those kinds of decisions about like you know this th- we're gonna go big here and then we're gonna go small there and then this is gonna be like a traditional kind of song and then this is gonna be a passage uh like how do you guys like write this stuff like is it is it just in the room like just spontaneous like working together because most bands say that's the way they do it, but I don't know if it's different for you guys. That's pretty much it, man. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, I've tried to describe in words where it's, it's pretty much that thing where you got, you like one moment you have nothing and the next moment you have like something substantial mm. and uh, how you jump from one to the next, you, you're not really sure. Like you've been working on it maybe a few days and you get nothing, but then like 10 seconds are amazing. And you're like those ten seconds made sense, and we're gonna try to expand those ten seconds and see what works. Mm. And again, it just goes back in a trial and error because it sometimes, you know, like songs will take years to build to figure out. <coughs> but that's that's about it. Like I mean, I I remember the stories for like a couple of these songs. Yeah, most yeah, of them please, I don't. Please but. tell tell us tell tell us a story. Yeah, tell us a story, please. Um, yeah, I think this was like early in the morning somewhere in France or Lille or something. Uh, when Polo was playing the guitar, and I and I don't remember if I had made a bet with him that I I am just gonna say we're gonna make a song right now or something. I feel like I did, <laughs> and then just sang like I sang the first thing in my mind. He played the first thing in my mind. And I think he even did a little backing vocal during the chorus somehow. <laughs> and we, we, did, we just had the song. And I have the recording of the second time we played it. Because the first time, nobody was thinking about recording it. And uh, I missed that point where then I was like, can you, do you remember what you just did? Can we just do it again? And we did it again. I have that recording specifically. You can hear like light rain and how cold I am. And uh, yeah, <laughs> is that the is that the song also that ends with like like I think there's thirty seconds of just like room ambience. Like I, I feel like I hear like just the room and somebody like walking around and like closing a door or something oh, like that. That's Mina Lisa. That's Mina. That's Lisa. Mina Lisa. It's a different song. I hope you know. That I've been so sure Always in spite of your lies It's you I adore When you caught me staring You caught me good 
That's that's me basically because uh, you know you know do you have lot do you use logic yeah yeah so I mean when I was doing it my laptop was it's 2015 laptop so I didn't have logic remote oh, okay right so I couldn't turn off the recording myself so it's, so I played it and then I walked out of the room <laughs> to the control room and that's the, <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's funny. It's funny how that like I remember like yeah before I discovered Logic Remote, uh, just like when I had to record drums, uh, and it was like at the beginning of the song, like I just had to give myself like four bars to like hit record and then just quickly like run over to the drum kit, put the headphones on, position myself, and then like I literally have like half a second and then the song has started, so I just have to start right there and then. But. Uh, it's it's funny it's funny like the things you have to do when you don't don't have like a proper like engineer and like a control room and all this stuff. All DIY, so, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I think like some things like it's great when you like you know in the situation where you guys have had like years to kind of hone in on the craft and like develop it, but just feel like a lot of things sometimes are born out of necessity, you know, and like you feel the urge to record something and in that moment you can't you you don't want to be rather like bothered by the technicality so you will just you know hit record and run to the drum kit because you don't have any other option uh and nobody else is really around to like help you so you have to be diy i mean it's not even really diy it's just like you just have to like be kind of like a self-starter and like the way you look at the recording process that's something as a band we all enjoy doing also you know doing recordings ourselves yeah 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 Right. That takes up more effort and yeah, probably finessing the running from the control room to the drum kit, I guess. But like, there's definitely some beauty in it. And yeah, that's how, that's how we can experiment, you know, how our music should sound closer to our vision. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it doesn't get translated too well if there's an engineer who's completely involved and you have yeah. little to no control. But if you're recording everything yourself and miking everything yourself, then literally you exactly know what to do. Hmm. 
Right, exactly. That's something we really enjoy doing. Hmm. I guess I would love to hear a little bit more thoughts also on just like the lyrical content of the album. Uh, I know we touched upon it like in the beginning. It's not really about like whatever, like checking in on people as such. I mean, it's a very simple and very kind of commonplace uh, feeling or sentiment that the album title has, and that the album's lyrics are also, you know, they're they're quite universal. Like, I mean, I hear themes about friendship and love and relationships and you know just growing old and things like that but uh i guess i, I mean i don't know I, it's it's always tough asking this question because it's not like people who write songs are consciously aware of like oh this is what this is about and you don't set out with a certain goal in mind of course of course i know that as well but uh i guess maybe if you guys could talk about just like what was what was on your mind when you were writing the lyrics to these songs because uh they do kind of hit home in a way uh, you know uh some of the songs like maybe baby i can say was uh it's just you know like how when you're when you're younger you have these delusions of grandeur amongst the universe and you're like yes the universe will take care of me or all that other bullshit that people tend to peddle as like you know pseudo religion and stuff mm. and you you realize that it's all just like just kind of make believe and it's kind of all bullshit and it's just like mm. coming of for me at least it was like a because i i did to the point believe that but at this point uh maybe maybe it was at least written in like kind of like a slight despair slash uh what's the word irreverent kind of feeling mm-hmm. where like i have this overwhelming feeling to just be like you know if there was a god you'd know <laughs> he'd tell you right he loved you he'd tell you right, if, he, right. if he or she was there in the first place you'd really know like there'd be empirical evidence and not just some couple of books or some bullshit <laughs> that some people put together and wrote random shit in mm. you know it wouldn't just be poetry mm-hmm. and uh, if the world was really nice and universe was working for you it would it would it, you wouldn't have to think about it you wouldn't have to be like manifesting or anything and right. uh, it's just that i feel like it's just like, like this hype i don't know i think in that moment i was just like really angry because uh, mm. i mean i've been dealing with some issues and stuff and i don't think i want to talk about them specifically but like because these issues exist it just angers me that they exist in the first place and yeah. then it angers me that people talk about like oh people attract their situations i'm like there's 3 month year old children with bone cancer you know mm. so the fact that you're saying this shit is mm. just because you're hyper fucking privileged and you you don't know shit mm-hmm. Mm. and uh, but that's just the verse <laughs> the, the chorus was more like uh you know the, even though this all might all be true the easiest thing for you to do when you're down is to be down right and it's mm-hmm. it's just me kind of not giving myself or anybody or the listener just any you know like any any tracks to skate on or anything just being like yeah the universe doesn't give a shit 
God doesn't exist. People are shitty. The world is shitty. But if that's the reason why you're sad, then well, that's just the most obvious thing you can do. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel that sense of acceptance, and or like rather like you know the need to become more accepting. I guess. No, I mean, yeah, it's accepting, but it's also kind of like a sarcastic jibe at myself. It's like, wait, you're depressed because mm. the world sucks. Fucking grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is always gonna <laughs> suck. You piece of shit. <laughs> Damn, you're kind of hard on yourself, dude. Yeah, how else? How else do yeah. you exist? <laughs> no, I feel that. I, I think another thing I also notice in the in the album is like this uh, the subject of you. I mean, it's there in like the album name, and then it's there in a lot of songs too. It's kind of addressing a you, uh, like a second person. Uh, I think that's really interesting, also, because I think I think at least I don't know. I mean to. Like there's obviously the common association of like, oh, if it's like a you, then you're talking to like whatever, like another important person in your life, obviously. But a lot of songs also, it's all just me, me or I, I, this or that, like us or whatever. But I think addressing a person in a song is 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 what makes the song very kind of direct and very, uh, it, it, it uh, I don't know, it kind of allows the listener to feel very attached to it because it feels like you're being addressed. So uh, was that kind of a conscious choice or like what is like what do you see as like what do you guys see as like the kind of significance is there if there is any of like you know this this you subject the second person subject that's actually an actually a nice catch because yeah i mean i think everybody makes this joke about me and in general you know like how it's so easy to write a song go, I. Yeah. <laughs> just start with i oh yeah just change it to you yeah, just yeah, change yeah. it to you <laughs> every song i every other song i had was start with i and I was just like, at this point, that's just, that's not good. Gotta change it. And that could be, and that could be like self-reflexive also, you know, it could be actually you just addressing yourself. Yeah. The, <laughs> that can also work basically. It can just be just that, yeah. that obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it, it felt a little easier to, I, I mean, all these songs have little stories behind them, but like the you thing was, it's easier to talk about stuff when it's not about and it's not directly about oneself you know make it about somebody else mm. and that way you just avoid like self-reflection in some way yes ideally yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious um yeah man well i mean congratulations on the album i mean i think it's uh it's a very like cohesive piece of work so uh I'm sure you. I'm sure you. You guys are feeling very, very uh, relieved, but also like glad that this is finally out there, right? Yeah, I mean, no, time to move on to other things now. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta keep recording. Thinking mm. about the next. It's all. Yeah, always, always think about the next thing. Always think about the next thing. What's your favorite song, by the way? My favorite song. Uh, yeah, I I think it's a toss up between "You Mean Well" and uh, I really like the last three songs a lot. Like I just like the succession of them. Like there isn't a like I I like maybe baby a lot, but I I like it. I like how that goes to must get out and how that goes to the closer, which I don't know how to is it Lille or Lille or uh, yeah Lille? Okay, like the French word. It's a place in French in France. It's a place in, in France. French. Okay. Yes. A lot of a lot of French <laughs> stuff coming up in this album, huh? What's the other French stuff? 
I mean, you said the story behind Maybe Baby was like you guys in France. Yeah, that's in the same house. We were in Lille at that we time. We were in Lille actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Both okay. of these are from the same sort of. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So Lille, Lille plays a role in the album, yeah. Yeah, I was made for two songs. No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, places, places, cool. I mean, I feel like when things are situated in a certain location, it kind of brings something out of the album. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, especially for you guys, like now having moved and you know being all over the place, and the inspiration maybe coming also from traveling. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there is like some kind of a nomadic quality to it. You know, it's not for me to like deconstruct, but uh, it sort of sounds like that to me. It, it sounds like moments from somebody's life or it sounds like a patchwork in some sense, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think but yeah, that's uh, what's what's your guys' favorite songs? I think that would be a great note to kind of conclude things on. Starting, Bola starting. What's yours? Mine. Uh, uh, I don't know, actually. I, I kind of like all, like most of the songs. I like mm-hmm. Leel. I like uh, Only If You Care. Hmm. Better person, yeah. I think maybe baby, better person for me, or only if you care. Yeah, I actually really like the demo version of If You Care, and I was I, I was after Karthik's life to just release the demo version because sometimes <laughs> you know like you gotta sell that as an NFT. Yeah, <laughs> probably we are saving it for that. Oh no! <laughs> but you know, sometimes the uh, the quality which is there in 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 a demo or in one of the initial recordings, you know, it's just so unique and special to you that you know, no matter how well you record it again and you know how closer it is to the actual demo, it's just that you still attached to. Uh, you know that imperfection in the demo that is there and the quality of being it one of the first few takes and like you know so yeah yeah it was like a summed session in a bearing a mixer and I'm singing weirdly <laughs> only if you care um, for me I think like it's the simplest song at least it's 10 years later because it's just nice. I don't know. It's just a nice song. I when I when I heard it for the first time as we played it, I was I was quite happy with it. Mm. The mm. first minute, I was like, "Oh, this is this is cute." Yeah, it is a cute song. The whole album is very cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just cute guys. I guess. I just, I just, I. It's just funny. Uh, the cuteness of it just. Like I, I'm just thinking about your set at Reproduce Kartik and how just like far, just how sonically like just far it is from this. I mean, it's not that far in a sense; it is close, but like I mean, on first listen, it's it's not at all the same. I don't know. How do you like go between those two headspaces of like what you're doing? Because that was kind of interesting to me, just how kind of reserved and how uh, a little sort of how this album kind of like teases you, but how. You know, I, I just remember, like, for context, I just, I'm talking about uh, Karthik's set at Reproduce Listening Room a few weeks ago in Bombay, or I guess like two weeks ago, uh, which was sonically very much the opposite of this, which it kind of always is. But is that just because of that? Is that because of like Listening Room or specifically to that? Or like, 
I don't know, just like where's where's how does that work? You know, going between those two head spaces and sonic spaces. I mean, it's pretty easy for me to be honest. It's like I have this first side of me, which like yeah, likes writing these nice little pop songs and you know, cute little songs mm-hmm. and shit. And then there's the other side of me that fucking wants to kill everyone and like <laughs> just, just like shock people and like a fuck you every fucking time you walk in the room and and uh, yeah. I honestly love wash sessions. I just love fucking like, you know, if you ever been to Heyman gig, Heyman SK mm. gig or something, you know, like I love those mm-hmm, sessions. Mm-hmm. I want to just sit there and fucking my ears get cleaned out. My brain is reset. Mm. And I can walk around and mm-hmm. be happy again. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I, there's, there's a, cathar- there's like a, there's like a catharsis it's to it. It's super cathartic, man. It's like what Heyman calls is, uh, you know how you keep on like uh, overloading the delay until you your note gets higher and higher and higher or lower and lower and lower depending on what your what kind of oscillators you have or potentiometers you're using. Yeah. He used to call it full or orga- full orgasm. <laughs> That's what it's like. He's like, let's do let's go full orgasm today. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> uh, I like it. Weird. I like the intensity of it. I like the fact that mm-hmm. I'm guessing that other people might not like it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I like, I intrinsically like fucking with people. Yeah. It's just, a, yeah, it's not about, it's not about them even, you know, in it's a, really in a, not in a yeah. situation like that. Yeah. I like it. If you or don't like it, or if it is, good. or right. Or if it is, then I guess it's about kind of purposely trying to challenge yourself to, I don't know, just experience something. And it, I think as a listener, if, if I do feel challenged, or confronted by something, it's kind of more interesting than something that just, oh, yeah, you know, this is like wallpaper to me, you know? Like, you want something to stick out and kind of yell in your face a little bit sometimes. Exactly. I think some people will go for it and most people won't. Most people won't have the time for it, to be honest. If you're like a working professional or something, you just want to go home and relax. And put on, are you okay? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but if you don't have a job and <coughs> you're a little fucked up in the head, then come for wash sessions. Come for reproduce. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I think that's a good place to to stop as any. But uh, yeah, I just want to say congratulations again. Obviously, love the album and uh, really happy to see it out in the world. And uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's been nice to catch up and learn a little bit more about what went into the album. Thanks for taking the time out, guys. Thanks, Thank man. Thanks for having us on. What's the segment called? It's called Fresh Out the Box. Fresh Out the Box. Do we do like an ad or something? Do Do we do an ad? Do we do an ad? Or what do you mean? This is Bigum, and you're listening to Fresh Out the Box. All right. No, that's great. That's perfect. We're, I think we should cut the we should cut the episode mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe if the Lord really loved you, he'd tell you. If the world wanted you to win, they'd let you. Cause it's easy being sad.